What's up, everyone? Welcome to this day in Philly Sports History for April 7th, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. And before we get into today's show, I just want to say, under the circumstances, I wish they were different, but good day seeing family, friends yesterday. Uh, unfortunately, it was for a, a sad occasion, but it just made me realize, too, that it, one thing my mother-in-law always says, which I will never forget and take, that every relationship has their own politics. And I think that is more, she says it in terms of like a marriage and things like that. But I think it can be taken into other relationships as well. And just, I know everyone's politics are different, but if you're beefing with someone, if there is a some sort of grudge or something, life's too short, man. Just get over it and, and work through that. Reach out to someone. Um, it's just, again, it's not Tuesday, but it's just a good reminder that life's just way too short and to, to hold grudges and be beefing like that. And again, I know everybody's politics are different, but it's just not worth it. So reach out, make that call, send a text message, whatever. Um, that's my extra public service announcement for today. Uh, quick programming note, still trying to figure out when I'm going to be able to do the um, this week's Back to the Future of the 93 Phillies. It's just been a crazy, hectic week between me being off for spring break with the kids and doing house projects, the funeral, uh, taking some time today for myself to go golfing, and then with the holiday. Um, but it is coming. It, it just hang in there. <laughs> By the end of the weekend, I will have the, the episode ready to go. Uh, Sixers yesterday, I mean, they. I think they pretty much punted on the season. Um, I think it was more just a glorified practice for them. They lost 129-101. They can't move anywhere. So one of those things, I know some of the betting people were upset. Uh, it was the last home regular season game. But it just, like I said, it's one of those things. And at this point, you can't move anywhere. I just want everybody to be healthy. Uh, they take on the Hawks tonight. Joe's not even traveling with the team, so let's just rest up. Uh, looks like it's going to be a battle to see who they play, which could go one of two ways. Uh, you're, the Nets and the Heat are battling out for that sixth position and not having to play in the play-in game. And I don't know. It could work it to your advantage because they're, beat, they're, they're going to be really trying and, and they are run the risk of, I guess, being worn down. But at the same time, they also could be coming in hot. Um uh, I'd much rather, to be honest, play the Nets than I would the Heat uh, just because of the, the recent history and everything. But we'll see how it goes. should be an interesting weekend here in the NBA as things kind of shake themselves out. Uh, we missed the Union the other day. They beat um, Atlas Football Club or Atlas FC uh, in the first leg of their CONCACAF quarterfinal Champions League. Uh, we missed that. So they, they will play again next week. Uh, the they basically do it on aggregate goal scores. So uh, good win for them. Uh, I guess the big story, uh, before we get into the big story, uh, I wanted to mention, I meant to do this the other day, but there's a this new coach for Temple, Adam Fisher. I like what he's doing. He's reaching out. He's trying to build a culture. He invited all of the alumni, they're like the old players. He said, listen, you know, just show up. He was like, this is your program, your team. And I like the way he's going about building this culture and building this program back up. I know also uh, Shiz Austin is leading a, uh, a charge to try to get some of the guys, especially the guys that have been playing professionally, to kind of build up the Temple NIL fund. 
uh, so they can actually be competitive and bring some guys in. So overall, I like what's been happening with the, the university and the basketball team. So that should be a sign of things to come. But I really like him opening it up to everyone and the fact that now former players are kind of getting on this bandwagon of opening up and, and getting the NIL funds in place. That should lead them to come back to, to prominence and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it's not a stepping stone for Adam Fisher. Likely it is. And that just is annoying to me because of how great the program once was. But I don't want to get into a temple rant. Uh, Philly's home opener today. And hopefully the rest did them well. They were able to get settled into their homes and things like that. Uh, Derek Hall is probably, it looks like, going to have to go on the IL, which is devastating. Uh, we just can't keep somebody healthy at first base. Uh, Painter was put on the 60-day IL. Uh, Ranger Suarez is progressing well. He's thrown a couple bullpen sessions. I think he has one scheduled for Sunday. And then he's probably going to have to make a minor league start. So he should be able to work back into the rotation. Flyers lost 4-1 last night, which is good. They now are only three points behind or out of the 27th spot. So there, it doesn't look like with the amount of games left either, they can drop below the 26th spot. So if we could drop down one more, I will take it. And sticking with the Flyers, today we're going to go back to 1984. And the Capitals beat the Flyers 5-1 to to complete the sweep in the Patrick Division semifinals. It was the Capitals' first playoff series win. In, it was their 10th year, so the first playoff series win ever. But the big story was the fact that it was Bobby Clark's last game as a player for the Flyers. He's basically Mr. Flyers, spent his whole career uh, professionally with the, or in the NHL with the Flyers. When he retired, he held most of the records and whatnot. And we know that famously he went into the the front office, still involved with the team. I forget his official title now. Uh, but it was the ninth, not a good time for the Flyers, but it was their ninth straight loss in the playoffs. Uh, like I said, it just was a bad time. It was the changing of the guard almost. But we also know that we've talked a lot back in February about this. They ended up putting it together the next year and made a run to the Stanley Cup final. The promise was there. And then Pelly Lindbergh, unfortunately, tragically passed away the, the following season. But on this day, 1984, Flyers get bounced to the playoffs by the Capitals. And it was Bobby Clark's last game for the Orange and Black. All right. Today's Eagles draft pick spotlight. This one is an interest, interesting one. The enigma that is Mike Mamula. Uh, the Lackawanna, New York native, went to BC, who he is in their Hall of Fame as a player. Uh, defensive end, he was the number seven pick in the 1995 draft. He's known as the Combine King because he trained specifically for those tests, I guess, or exercises, whatever you want to call them, for the Combine and just wowed everybody and moved up the board. He probably would have been a late first, early second round pick, but due to what he did at the Combine, he just impressed so much. And Ray Rhodes and the Eagles brass at the time, he impressed them so much that they traded their number 12 pick, which Mamula probably would have been there, uh, and two second rounders to Tampa Bay for the seventh pick. So where do we land here? And I think if you take 
the pick of Mike Mamula in a bubble, maybe not so bad. But if you throw in the fact that the Eagles could have had Warren Sapp <clears throat> and Tampa Bay used both of those seconds to trade back up into the first round to draft Derek Brooks, then it's like, okay, Derek Brooks and Warren Sapp, Mike Mamula. However, Mike Mamula, I, everybody calls him a draft bust. I, I don't know if he was a draft bust. I think he was overvalued based on the combine, but he had a five-year career where, <clears throat> excuse me, he was a little banged up at times, but he had 31 and a half sacks in five years, eight forced fumbles, and was a pretty solid contributor to that defensive team. Not seventh round of the draft worthy, but I mean, he's not as big of a bust as what everybody would portray or everyone portrays him to be. Um, he is the poster child, though, of the Ray Rhodes era, unfair or not, because that was the big pick uh, for Ray Rhodes in that draft. And I don't know. Like I said, it, draft bust. Uh, he was a solid player. Not worth the seventh pick, but that's not on him. That's on Ray Rhodes in the front office. But Mike Mamola, seventh pick in the 1995 draft. Eagles actually traded up for him. Missed out on Warren Sapp and could have used those picks to trade back in and grab Derek Brooks. Drastically altering the history of the team. But shout out to you, Mike Mamola. But on this day, back in 1984, Bobby Clark played his last game as a flyer. Hopefully the Phils get on the winning track today and get the home opener jitters done and we go on a little roll here. This has been This Day in Philly Sports History. I'm Jim Montgomery. Go have yourselves a Friday. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.